Welcome back to another episode of GEMS Podcast with Genesis Amaris Kemp, where the core pillars are to educate, inspire, and motivate. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this segment. Welcome back to another segment here on GEMS Podcast. With me is a special guest today by the name of Susan Jane. And let me tell you a little bit about Susan. Susan has spent over 30 years encouraging people to connect, develop, and trust their intuition to enable them to make confident decisions in line with their core values or their true core values. But her life hasn't been that simple. It changed dramatically when her 20-year emotionally abusive marriage ended. She had to reconnect and rediscover who she was and what she really wanted. How do you make the right decisions in life when, for the most of it, other people have made them for you? There was only one choice to make. She had to trust who she was and any decisions she was going to make. Yes, it wasn't going to be easy and certainly not simple, but it can be done once you learn to trust. Her strength lies within and she relies strongly on her intuition to guide her towards the goals in life. She has learned to trust this power and teach others to do the same through the tools she developed over her lifetime. It is time to enjoy your journey and start trusting in yourself. And that's why we're going to hear from Susan Jane, the intuitionist. Welcome, Susan. Thank you, Genesis. Thank you for having me on the show. My pleasure. And before we dive into today's topic, which we're going to really understand what is intuition and understand some practical tips and resources that the community can use to really tap into their own intuition. But before we do, I definitely want to give the audience a chance to connect with you in a fun and personal way. So if you've listened to the show, you know what's coming next. (laughs) I like to do either an icebreaker or a rapid fire 10 question game. What are you in the mood for? Oh, um, an icebreaker. We're breaking (laughs) the ice with Susan. So I want you to share something crazy that you have done in your life or a fun and interesting fact about yourself. Oh, a fun or interesting fact or something crazy. I'm not a real crazy type person. I I don't believe I am anyway. Um, However, some of my friends might think I'm a little bit crazy. There was things that I, I, I have a goal, I have a plan. I will just go out and do it. So I, this is really strange, but at the age of 48, I decided to go back to university and people thought I was crazy. To me, that wasn't crazy. That was a well-designed, well-thought-of idea. And I I left everything and I I went, moved like three hours away to a different area in the state. And I started doing, I did a three-year university degree uh, while holding three part-time jobs. So, um, yes, they may think it's crazy, but for me, it um, it was really just natural, a natural progression in my life. 
uh, when I was very young and 19, I, uh, 20, sorry, I traveled, started traveling around Australia. So, um, you know, other people thought that was crazy, but to me, it was a natural progression. So I, I sort of have to say to you, Genesis, define what crazy is before I can answer that question. <laughs> Oh, wow. So whenever I think about crazy, I think it's anything that is outside of the box, outside of your comfort zone, and something people will be like, oh, you did what? <laughs> Are those crazy experiences? But they're also character building experiences, because if you never did that, you may not have overcome a fear, or you may not have learned something about yourself without doing that activity or et cetera. But I want to thank you for sharing um, those two facts because traveling around the, the state is definitely opening your awareness to other things. And then going back to university at the age of 48 shows people that you're never too old to learn. And I feel like as long as you're living and breathing, there's always something to learn. Absolutely. So let's dive into our segment now. We're going to spend time talking about intuition. So why do you call yourself the intuitionist? Well, I, I actually pronounce it the intuitist because it's like the mentalist. They deal with your thinking and your thoughts, but the intuitist deals with or, or focuses on impressions and feelings. So I call myself the intuitist in that context. Um, it is a bit, bit hard to get your mouth around it, but that's, you know, that's why I, I call it that way. And I've done that because I remember getting this understanding as I was growing up, not really growing up, but through my lifespan. And I had this understanding that we all have these different terminologies for speaking about our spiritual aspect of ourselves now whether we call that our soul whether we call that you know direct connection with god or whether we call that um, the, the greater universe the terminology start to get a little bit detailed and sometimes we don't really need that where i found people didn't quite understand what intuition was or how to connect with it, or how to use it for their advantage. And so I started to really focus on that because I found intuition was a, a more generic term to understand that little voice inside of us, all those little messages that we get. Mm, okay. And thank you for explaining the, the intuit, in, intu, wait, hold on, the intuitus. Is that how you say? Okay, perfect. Yes. Sorry, I had a tongue twister there, y'all. But yeah. um, so now let's dive a little bit deeper to really lay the foundation to explain to the audience what exactly is intuition. Whenever I think of intuition, I look at it from a spiritual as well as a religious standpoint. And I think it's my still small, small voice inside of me. It's the way that the Holy Spirit talks to me. It's that spirit of discernment that is not going to lead me astray, but it's going to lead me down the right path and the right direction to protect me from harm's way and et cetera. But what is your viewpoint on intuition? Exactly the same in, 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 that, in that same sort of a context. And again, we look at the terminology behind it. So uh, through my life, I have experienced a couple of very um, different, <laughs> different experiences where uh, I have got the understanding that we have this spirit inside of us and that, and that spirit is connected to the 
what you would call the greater universe or God, whatever you want to call it. And, and I guess that's where some people will call that little spirit inside of us, that little voice inside of us, our soul. So again, we, we, it's all about that terminology. And when I've had these experiences, there was, there was the first experience I had that I was aware of. I've always been very intuitive. I've always been able to feel people's emotions and get understandings of different things. But this particular time, I, um, I was on holidays two states away from where I lived. And it was during a, a very violent pack rape. And I remember going, well, there's nothing I can do to stop them from doing what they're going to do to me. How can I stop them from doing it to anyone else? And in an instant, I actually left my body. Now, when I talk about this and when I talk about it in detail, and I won't go into too much detail here, but when I do talk about it, I talk about the physical body, me, as her, because it didn't feel like me. So if you can imagine, if you your soul left, you know, you're still attached, but left that physical body, you're looking at a body and you're going, well, that's not really me because I'm here, you know. So I'm outside of the car looking in. And when you're looking in, there's no emotional attachment your soul is not does not have emotions like our physical spirit our physical body does it, there's no emotional attachments we don't see emotions as good or bad it's just energy emotions are energy in motion so we don't have that however the spirit will use emotions to get you to do things okay so they will they will tweak um, to get you or they as in your soul will tweak to get you to do things because in all honesty, it's not the human body that has a purpose in life. The human body is to carry the soul. It's the soul that has come into the human body that has the purpose in life. And that's the, the biggest connection. So if you're getting those little intuitive messages from your soul, those little you know, intuition coming through, it is going to be definitely positive and definitely to help you stay on path or on track to where you're going and as you just said before Genesis in a lovely way it's that voice that you say from from your Holy Spirit that voice that you know is going to send you the right direction or put you on the right track or path to go to where you need to go and and mine's exactly the same intuition for me is exactly the same the second time I left my body um, and again I, I won't go into all that detail there because it's it's really quite um, bizarre <laughs> the second time I left my body was almost 12 months to the day after that attack and I was at work and I passed out at work and this time now, if you can imagine you're laying, say, on the floor, I don't know what I was laying on, but if you're laying on the floor and there was people looking over you and then you stood up, everybody's gaze would lift up as you stood up. Now, I remember standing up and no one's gaze looked up. They were all still looking down. And I remember, and this is the main thing that I remember. It's like, hey, I'm up here. Why are you looking down there? And from there, I went up and I had a, what they call the near-death experience. And again, I won't go into all that de details there, but um, I, I, I didn't understand what I'd had. When I, had, when I was attacked, I didn't understand what was going on. When I had the near-death experience, I didn't understand what was going on. It wasn't until 10, 15 years later that I started doing reading books and looking at my self-development because of this um, emotionally abusive marriage I was in. I started to look at ways that I could fix myself and right, reading these books was when I discovered what 
out-of-body experiences were. I discovered what near-death experiences were. Um, I discovered what astral travel was. Um, and it was astral travel is where you your spirit can leave the body and you can do it deliberately. And so the third time I left my body, I did it deliberately. And that was a real concrete understanding that, yes, we too have these two sides. We really do have a spirit that lives within us and we are the the physical body and the spirit so I do see these lovely connections and when you've got these lovely connections how on earth does a spirit talk communicate or um, steer that physical body when the physical body has five senses and the spiritual body doesn't Absolutely. And that's why some people will talk about the mind, body and soul experience and really connecting to your chakras and your entire holistic body, because your body has mental components, physical, emotional and spiritual components that are linked to the overall mind, body and soul experience. And then just also bring in some context here, the a dictionary's definition of intuition says it's the ability to understand something immediately without the need for conscious reasoning. So we shall allow our intuition to guide us. And another form says it is the ability to acquire knowledge without recourse to conscious reasoning. Different fields use the word intuition in very different ways, including but not limited to the direct access to to God or the direct access to the universe or et cetera. And then now we see in today's world, a lot of people are talking about NLP, neuro linguistics programming and how they use that to help with intuition. We also hear some people talking about understanding Reiki, which can help you understand more of intuition. And some people say, oh, you know what? I'm very religious and spiritual. I'm not about the woo-woos. But then if you don't understand what's happening, can you say that you had an outer body experience or a near-death experience, or you have channeled your, your mind and emotions to leave your body, but then come back to it? And you mentioned experiencing all three, Susan. So Let's dive a little bit deeper into your world of intuition and show the audience how they can connect personally with their intuition. Because sometimes we we hear those still small voices, but then if we're not keen to really listen, and when I say listen, actively listen to our body speak to us, then we're missing those warning signals. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the first thing I'll just say to Genesis, where I, after you brought through those uh, ex- explanations of intuition, and um, in, in all my research, I've gone through all those too. What I, how I like to, um, I put a bit of an analogy out there. So if you can imagine your physical body is like a modern day car, and your spirit is the driver. Okay, so that's that's sort of how I look at it. So nowadays, these modern day cars, you can basically take your hands off the wheel and they steer and they do everything else. Yeah. So the physical body is coming through all these generation after generation DNA and all these cells and everything else. So it's got all this learning coming through on the physical side. And of course, our spirit has gone through people because it's it's the eternal, eternal life is our spirit. So it's gone through other bodies as well to get that learnings. So this is where we sort of come back and we're in this car and we, as a spirit, are trying to drive this car. Now, we can't hold on to the steering wheel because 
we're spirit, we're not really physical. <laughs> and um, we, we, all we can really do to make this car go where it wants to go, the physical body to go where we want it to go is to press these buttons. That's all we can really do. We can just sort of go, all right, I really do want you to go there. But, you know, your GPS is saying you, you're going to go a different direction, but I don't want to go that way. I want to go this way. So your spirit, the driver, is trying to get that physical body to just go where it needs to go. And it, and it sends these little intuitive messages. It's like button pressing. Yeah. And so when we're getting these messages coming through, we'll get them through our chakras. That's definitely one way we receive the information. And we, we, would, we'll, we do receive it in lots of different ways. So we receive it, we can see, receive it visually, we can receive it uh, verbally, we can hear it, we can see it, we can, you know, touch it. So we're getting all these messages coming through. Um, when you talked about that instant knowing, that is when this, the information you're getting from, from your soul or your spirit, from wherever, whatever terminology you use it, it comes through your crown chakra and it comes through as an instant knowing. Now, this happened to me once. I was at a T intersection. I was about to turn right and I've pulled out and then jammed my foot on the brake. Now, I didn't hear anybody say, put your foot on the brake. I didn't feel it. I just automatically put my foot on, on the brake. Now, I remember thinking to myself, oh, you idiot. You could, this, that's dangerous. You don't just stop halfway in, into an intersection. That's really silly. And I was just about to drive off again when a car came over the hill, all four wheels off the ground, would have T-boned me, wiped me out if I hadn't have stopped. That's an intuitive message coming to you instantly when you know exactly what it's all about. So, And it's coming through that crown chakra. It doesn't need to go anywhere else. It just comes straight into the crown chakra. Do something. Um, so that's one of those. Other, other ways you're talking about is um, that there's three ways to really, really develop or connect with your intuition or well, there's three steps I should say the first step is to ask okay you've got to ask now you can ask through prayer you can ask through screaming out oh my goodness what's going on you know give me a sign you could ask when you go to bed and sort of go could you give me some sort of information you know during my sleep and you'll get those intuitive messages while you're sleeping yep you uh, genesis you've got your microphone turned off oh yes i was yeah sorry <laughs> i was saying you get those downloads like in a form of intuition whenever you're getting ready to wind down and go to bed and if you're asking for something yes mm -hmm. you get those downloads and then whenever you wake up sometimes you have those aha moments and it's because while you were going through your sleep and you were in the RAM, you were allowing the download to be um, placed inside of you. And that is what um, drives those aha moments in my instincts. Yes, absolutely. So that's that's the first thing is to ask. If you're not asking, you're not opening yourself up to receiving, just like you said. If you don't ask, you're not opening yourself up to receiving. And that's when you receive it. And like I said, we can receive this intuitive messages in many, many ways. The third area is to action it. Um, and when I, when I receive information, I can receive it in the shower, especially in water, in nature, anywhere like that. If I'm in the shower, if I've asked that night before, I might not have got anything during the night. I do my morning walk, have my shower, and all of a sudden all this information starts coming through and you sort of go, where'd that come from? Okay, cool. And you get that information that way. The third part, uh, the third part is actually to action it. 
Um, I remember a particular time where I've got the cards, the oracle cards out, and I'm thinking, okay, they're a really good understanding of the analytical side, and they like shuffling a card, an oracle cards can actually be like you're asking the question. And so you can get some information that way. Now, in this, this particular deck, and I, and I don't use them very often, but every now and then you pick it up. This particular deck had one yes and one no, and all the rest was general cards, whatever they were. I remember shuffling the deck and going, all right, I, I really need a yes, no answer. I don't want any fluffy nonsense. I don't want to have it. I just want a yes, no answer. What is it? And I'm shuffling the deck, and I don't even know what the question was. And out comes a yes. And it was the yes card. Now, out of a deck of 50-odd cards, the chances of getting a yes card or a no card was, was pretty remote. But I got the yes card. And, of course, I've got my answer I need. And then I totally ignored it and did, did something else. So <laughs> the next part, you have to really action it. So when you are receiving these information, this information, start to put it to action. And when I say put it to action, you don't have to act out the whole lot. You just need to go, okay, why did I see that? Why did I get that message? You need to be aware of it. Acknowledge it. Just sort of go, okay, I don't understand what that's about. When I got the yes card, I went, okay, well, that's what I'm supposed to do. But I needed to, it needed to feel right with me. And that's where we have that free will. You'd be giving this information, but you've still got free will. So actioning it is probably one of the hardest. And that's where you really need to trust. So you can connect by asking. You can develop by receiving that information and understanding where you receive it. But to really trust is when you have to action it. Yes. And thank you for walking through those three steps. And one way that I do, I do it is sometimes whenever I'm going through something that may be difficult or challenging, I pray about it. And then sometimes I'll go open the Bible and I'll just crack open the Bible. Just don't turn to a specific um, chapter. I just open it and then I'll read whatever passage that um, I open to and then I'll journal around it and I'll say, okay, Lord. And for those of you who are listening, who are not religious or spiritual, just um, whoever you choose to pray to, you could put it in a journal entry or whatnot and put your why put how to get to your why, and then ask some questions and really don't think about it. Just be one with your body and flow in the spirit. And then as you begin to write down things, you'll start to hear, um, hear thoughts. Some people are auditory, so they could hear thoughts yeah. in audible forms. Other people are visionary. So you may envision it. Other people can kind of just feel it. So their body gets that uh, tingling sensation or they get warm or or etc. So everyone is different. So just pay attention to those environmental factors, as well as those internal and intrinsic um, clues, and then begin to journal out, and then go back and reflect on it. So whether you do it in the morning, midday or evening, then you could kind of start to see how things begin to align up. And then, you know, I make sure that whenever I pray pray about it. I know that I don't want any uh, deterrence, anything that's negative as I'm going into my positive elements to pray and talk to God and ask for his discernment to align with mine and let his will be done. Those are some of the ways that I um, action my discernment because I don't um, necessarily do the cards. I strictly just do everything like 
with me connecting with my body and the Holy Spirit. But there are some people who use the cards and they are very beneficial, especially um, depending on what level that you're you're in, because there are some people who are, you know, spiritually new. There's some people who are intermediate. There's people who have been walking in it in a long time. So I tell people there's not necessarily a rhyme or reason. It's just yeah. really being intentional with the moment and what you're doing. Yes. And we look at those when I when I refer to intuition and things like that, we look at those, the cards or or anything like that. They're just tools. They're tools to help you connect with who you need to connect with or where you need to connect. And and I love the idea where you, you said you just open your Bible and we're up whatever page it comes to is what it's meant to be. And that's that's perfect because you again you're using it for that the reason so you can use that tool to really connect with what you want to connect with and that's perfect because you're you're using your analytic to start with to read but allowing those intuitive messages to come through allowing it to flow through and do your journaling and and that's the action step too part of that is your journaling is your action step because you you start to put things into place you're trusting it you can read it and you can get an understanding of it so that I just love how you do that's gorgeous <laughs> Thank you, Susan. And man, time is flying by so fast. So we're now into the call to action part of the segment. So we talked about three steps that they could use. We laid the foundation to tell them what intuition is. And then we also gave them some practical examples based on what each one of us does to really tap into our intuition. So what is your call to action for the audience, Susan? Oh, well, I, I guess the, the tool, we're talking about the tools. The tools I use is um, I, I am an author. So I've got a book, um, which is called Intuitive Flowers, Empowering Ooh. Your Emotional Goals. Hold up um, the book. Sorry? Hold up the book so we can see it as you talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's back to front though, isn't it? Isn't it because of the, the video? Oh, no, I can see it. It says Intuitive Flower. Mm-hmm. It reads yeah. left to right to me. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, that's intuitive flowers, empowering your emotional goals. I've got online courses and that that goes with that. Uh, what what it is is so it, it's again it's a tool, okay. But I use flowers as a tool because I see flowers as goals in life. So if you can imagine your emotional goal that you want to be have, and you choose a flower, your intuition is starting to come through because you can imagine how many millions of flowers there are on the internet. You pick an image and go, you know what, that resonates with me. That's how I want to feel when I reach my goal. Then you can actually do look at it and you look at why, why your intuitions pick those colours, why they've picked those shapes, why they've got, is there a stem? You know, the stem is your journey to get to that goal. The leaves are your guides to get to that goal. Are they spiritual guides? Are they physical guides? Are they masculine guides? Are they feminine guides? So we have all these different um things that we can look at. And when when I turn around and say to you, what does a red rose look like? We'll all have a different view of a red rose. You may have a big bud on the side. You may have a big full bloom red rose. You may have dew on the red rose, which means something else. So you will find the the flower image that suits you. And that's how you, and it's almost, I, I look at it, it's your intuition showing you what to do. It's in pictures, which makes it a lot of people prefer that to see it and they get that understanding. So that's what Intuitive Flowers Empowering Your Emotional Goals are about. So you can get that on my website, which is intuitivenature.com.au. You've got to use the Australian uh, AU because it's Australian business. Um, But you can pick that up on there. Or if you want to learn how to do flower readings, there's online courses there too. That is amazing. And when you were talking about the flowers, I just thought about 
flowers blossoming and with the petals because just as you're beginning your intuition journey you're going to get better at it and you're going to blossom over time so I just love how you talked about the flowers and Susan do you hang out on any social media platforms that you would like to plug I, I do. I hang on. I hang out on most of them. It's just a little bit embarrassing, but I've got, I've got Facebook. I've got Insta. I've got Twitter and LinkedIn. So I'm on most of those. I even do TikToks. I've got daily readings on TikTok and um, Pinterest and Tumblr. And sorry, yeah, I told you it's embarrassing. I'll <laughs> cover up on them all. Which site do you hang out on on the most, though? Well, I do free flower readings on Facebook and it's a group called Intuitive Personal Development by Susan Jane. Um, If you jump on there every Tuesday, in fact, after, well, I'll put it this way. It's eight o'clock in Australia now in the morning um, on a Tuesday. I do one on every Tuesday at nine o'clock Australian time. So some sort of time in your afternoon, I think it is in in America. But I do that in um, Intuitive Personal Development by Susan Jane Facebook group. You can get your own free flower reading. All you do is pick a number between one and a hundred. Amazing. And I will have all of your contact information in the show notes, Susan. I want to thank you again for coming on the platform and talking about your subject matter expertise in the intuition space and just really adding value to the community so they could start tapping in to their intuition and really getting ahead of the curve by really connecting mind, body, and soul. Audience, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe we're on 40 plus platforms and you could also see this video on our youtube channel by going to at gems with genesis amaris kemp and lastly but not least i want to thank each one of you for continuing to support the guests that i bring on as well as myself because we are bringing content that is educational inspirational, and motivational, while also intersecting diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging, because it definitely takes all of us having diverse thoughts and knowledge to make this world a better place. If you are interested in continuing the mission with us, we are looking for brand sponsors. Spaces are limited, but you can find out more by going to genesisamarskemp.net or sending me an email at genesisamarskemp at gmail.com to learn more info. Until next time, peace, love, and lots of blessings. Have yourself an amazing day and listen to your intuition. It will never lead you astray. Thank you for listening to another segment of GEMS Podcast. Hope you enjoyed this recording. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to GEMS Podcast on your audio platform as well as our YouTube channel, GEMS with Genesis Amaris Kemp. We would love for you to be a sponsor, so please reach out via email at gems, G-E-M-S, with W-I-T-H, Genesis, G-E-N-E-S-I-S, Amaris, A-M-A-R-I-S, Kemp, K-E-M-P, at gmail.com, where your brand, your swag, your services, to be here on GEMS Podcasts.